Okay. We're back. Chopping it up. The kill car ball his life tapes was crazy. Andrew Wiggins has a really good one too. Andrew Wiggins mm. tape. It just seems like whenever I, when I was in high school, all the tapes that came out were fucking fire, every single mm. one, because they were only doing they were doing it so limitedly. Now it's just like they just go to AAU tournaments and everybody's just <clears throat> doing shit. Nothing tops the the first and one mixtape with Skip Tamalo. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about mixtapes, the street ball, that's where it goes back to with me. Did you watch but, the uh, the and one uh, Netflix uh, doc? No, I did. not yet. It not was yet. very good. It was very good. Not yet, not for me. I, um, but I did hear about how they were robbing them. Absolutely robbing them, and then like some of the dudes were just getting paid paid and they were starting like to fight <laughs> once they mm. found out what other people were making mm. they got the dirty dirty yeah, it got ugly but i mean rp yeah. to my man black widow man black R. widow ao was nice Ayo was nice. And the professor's still going. Oh my god. Professor's still going, man. He's out Bone here. He made it into still YouTube. Going. Bone collector too. Yep. Hot sauce is just a uh a, a halftime what? show. Where is hot sauce these days? I ain't he's in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta doing their halftime shows, crossing oh white god. boys up. He's a globe trotter <laughs> now. <laughs> he literally gets trotted out. Just to like, oh, let's see. We have and one legend hot and Atlanta name hot sauce. And he gets trotted out there and he hypes up the crowd and the crowd's like, Oh my god, it's hot sauce. And then he bring out these these two like white boys in the crowd, like nine years old. They're like, Okay, if, if you can get a steal off a of hot sauce, then you get like this much. <laughs> And there's this one clip from like two years ago where they actually got a steal off of him and he got furious. Of course he did. Yeah, he's he a fraud. Furious. That's why. Yeah, he got furious <laughs> that they got the steal. He was like, no, 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 let's do it again. Let's do it again. They're like, nope, they got lose. Him. Yeah. Got <laughs> that man with the <laughs> illest carries ever. <laughs> oh my God, you remember that, right? Oh. That boy would just sit there and just carry, 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 carry. <laughs> and like, who cares? It's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. That's why all of them, except for Rafer, couldn't do shit in the NBA. <laughs> uh, you say he couldn't do shit in the NBA? Well, all of them but Rafer couldn't do uh, shit in the NBA. Was, and that's because none of them could play defense. That's why. Skip was, well, Ray Frost couldn't play fucking defense either. He Ray Frost was good. He was he good, though. Enough. He was good enough to be like, hey. Oh. I'm Jeff Pedro, that is, that is absolutely. Definitely don't know if we can do this. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably, probably not good right now. Can't have that on there. Yeah, that's a uh, real quick asking us to take the fucking thing down. Yeah, this this will 
Matt speaks. That would be a strike. That wouldn't be a a, a copyright claim. That would be a strike. Yeah, they're like, hey, two more of these, your account's done. <laughs> this will not be going up on YouTube. This we wouldn't be, be we wouldn't even be able to pull fair use for that. That's just <laughs> the game. <laughs> this is audio only. It's not original content. Well, if we were doing it like in a way where, let's say, I was posting highlights. If we did highlights of an NBA game on here mm-hmm. from YouTube, we could do it. And we could like review it, stop, talk about it, etc. But if we're doing the whole game, that could be a problem. <laughs> not even a stream. It's just, yeah, well, not even if it was a stream. If we were doing a legit watch too like nope that's the nba they don't like their shit broadcast anywhere else <coughs> Shooting. uh we would have to do that on like a side thing where we could do the audio of it but we couldn't really do the video of it mm-hmm. but yeah so we, there's a lot happening, but we were we were before uh, the pod happened. We were talking about the Akil car and uh, what Austin Rivers was saying about how hoop culture is just dog shit now. Uh, it, I'm pulling up the video again. I hate these fucking kids. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're we're flexing our uh, our share st- our share screen buttons here today. <laughs> oh my Look god these fucking kids fuck that kid <laughs> there it is look at him fuck i hate these kids <laughs> that, that too little kid he's look at him man. this this one number one fuck him this fuck is, him yeah. trevor <laughs> get out of here <laughs> who are your parents they're probably sitting in the crowd just like oh Tre- look at trevor having fun with his friends Meanwhile, Trevor's a dickhead. <laughs> Early at, at nine. I need to go to one of these games. They they're so lucky I'm not a parent at one of these games. <laughs> I I tried to fight Jaden's soccer coach at four or the opposing team's soccer coach at one of Jaden's games when he was four. Imagine if <laughs> I was a parent on the stands watching this game happen. I'd be trying to fight that coach. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like that episode of south park where randy just goes to all the uh, little so, league games and you gets drunk and fights you want to go <laughs> you want to go you want to go now come on i thought it was america <laughs> <laughs> oh south park has too kids. many classic moments i hate these fucking kids fury it's me they need to get beat up they need to get beat up so bad they're only mimicking what they see. I, and, and that's a perfect case in point there. Hoop culture's dog shit. <clears throat> that you have to... If I ever saw Jaden do something like that in a game, I'd be off the bench, all, all in the stands, be like, eh, nope, hey, yeah. bench him, bench him. <laughs> Coach, bench him. Coach, you need to pull him right now. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you got <it. laughs> to do something with that guy. because you know. That ain't it. That ain't it, coach. You'd be out there looking just like Austin Rivers, like ref, ref. 
Tech, tee him up. Tee him up. They're like, that's your kid. Tee him up. Yeah, that shit's wrong. Rivers got got Doc Rivers teed up and thrown out the game. That is fucking. (laughs) That was hilarious. And then clapped after he did it. Yeah, like get him out of here. He he's he's a menace to the game right now. Get him out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I I. I loved the nepotism of what the Rivers family is and was at one point where he, Doc Rivers did nothing but try to get his sons and his sons-in-laws on his team to then just trade them elsewhere. Which is just Mm -hmm. so, oh man. Everything he could do, everything he could do to get his son and then Seth and then promptly ship them elsewhere (laughs) and get rid of them. He's like, oh, it's nothing, nothing personal. Even though you bringing Austin to LA was absolutely, absolutely personal. personal. Granted, I was always a big Austin Rivers fan, so I was like, I, I like seeing too. that shit. Because I again, Austin Rivers high school mixtape. Why were you? A, why were you a um, Austin Rivers fan, Michael? Duke hit one of yeah, the greatest shots course. in Duke history. Nothing more knows nothing else. Just Duke, Duke. One of the greatest shots in Duke history. So he could look like that's all he could reference. What else? What else? He was a great college player, James. What are you talking about? Reference something else. About what? You said, why did I start liking Austin? Because he was a great college player for Duke. That's the origin story. That's the origin story. I don't know what else to tell you. That was the origin story. Nah, Duke shot. Reference something else. Like, I'm gonna go I off. I don't know him. I don't know this kid. <laughs> oh, get out of here! Who? He won a high school dunk contest wearing his dad's jersey. Now, what <sighs> he should have did was he should have stayed at Duke for <sighs> another year or two. That's what he should have done. Because with another <sighs> year. A year or two of seasoning, he would have been nasty. Look at this man. Ha, ha, ha. He hit that shot against North Carolina and couldn't tell him nothing else after that. There it is. Bam. That power step. <laughs> that power dribble step back. Oh. Dame Lillard's power step is better. Oh, it is. But at the time, there yeah. wasn't a lot of people who were doing that. Ah, so quick. And this is, again, at a time where they weren't paying for dudes to come and record them. They just showed up. (laughs) They just showed up and he was just doing this shit on the regular just because. Just because he fucking could. Menace. Nah, because it was because it. God, this was posted in what? This had to be 2010, 2011. Hmm. Shit. It had to be 2000. Yeah, this is 2011. April 29th, 2011. Mm. Before Twitter was Twitter. Or right before Twitter was Twitter. Because NBA Twitter was there a thing at this point. There it is. Doc Rivers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. See, we we definitely need to figure out a way to incorporate this uh, share screen more because <laughs> this is fun. 
I'm a big fan. I don't know what else we can do with it. I don't know. I feel like we could, uh, when we pull up topics and stuff, we could have shit related to it pop up. Ready to go? Related to it. I feel like we could capitalize on it pretty neatly when doing shit. Oh, James, this one's for you. Oh, you got a kill car. Oh, I gotta go for my phone. Look at this man, all of five foot six. Mm. Mm. Whoop whoop. Filth. Oh. Nutmegging dudes on fucking fast breaks. Yep. The body contact lips. Snatch. Get the fuck out of here. Just Nate Robinson all over again. Did you guys see that Nate Robinson was trying to he's trying to get somebody to help fund his documentary? Nate Robinson go somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't watch it. I don't know how interested in Nate Robinson documentary I could actually be. I'd watch it. Um going from what is it? Going to the Knicks dunk contest. Going to the Bulls. Had a good uh, stint in Boston. Yeah. His his Bulls run was 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 commendable because they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs that year. And they who do you um bring to almost seven games or something like that? Was it the Warriors? I think it was Boston. Boston? I think. And then he has the, the Shrek and Donkey games with him and Big Baby yep. <laughs> in Boston. Dunk, and he, the, the practice when he dunked on Shaq, running sprints with Shaq's sneakers on, dealing with Reno can't, um, what he had, kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd watch then it. Get, then getting knocked out by Jake Paul. Yeah, that's Cold. old. I'd watch it. Clean. Clean. I remember when they announced that everyone was like, "Yo, Nate Robinson would beat the shit out of uh, Jake Paul." I, I thought like, the same thing. No, you guys are fools. You guys are fools. I thought the same. I thing. sat I there. I was like, Jake Paul. Like at this point, I was like, Jake Paul had been training boxing for like three years at this point. You can't just pick up gloves and play boxing just because you're an athlete. That shit don't work. <laughs> and and clearly, clearly not. Because Nate looked terrible, and then he ended up face down. <laughs> the, thing I the thing I couldn't understand is fucking Tyron Woodley. Woodley's washed, man. That's the tough part about it. Woodley's so washed. Woodley was always one punch anyway. He he Very rarely did he really try to piece somebody up with, like, tactical combos. 
he would he would jab and throw the right the overhand. And he's just really strong. And really strong and a great wrestler. Which is crazy because in that first uh, Jake fight, he if, Jake, he, if Jake didn't get held up by the ropes, <laughs> that's a knockdown. <laughs> and, you're, and you look at the fight a little bit differently. The second one, however, he got done. <laughs> he got he got done up. <laughs> he got done the fuck up. He got hit so hard that sweat came flying off him, and he just collapsed forward. It was not a good look. It was a terrible look. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it, our word of the day in the pod is hindsight. It's <laughs> been our word for the week. And in hindsight, Nate Robinson should have never been in that ring with him. Can you believe Roz really tried to argue the definition of hindsight with me? <laughs> to say that it's not hindsight? He is, as you stated, the king of hindsight. He, he's the master of hindsight. Master of hindsight. Everything he complains about is wonderful. Wonderful because he already knows the outcome. But that's hindsight. <laughs> Literally hindsight. Don't worry. I have the, I have the definition saved. Understanding of a situation or event only after it has happened or developed. And when I sent that to him, he goes, yes. And I said, that's literally the definition of hindsight. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we did. He's like, it's not hindsight. It's not hindsight. Oh, here's the definition. That makes sense. Yes, that's literally hindsight. But much like what Roz does, once he sees himself on the losing end of argument, he, he uh, conveniently disappears. <laughs> he did that when 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 Dylan when I popped in and I was like, "What's what's going on here, guys?" I was like, "Are we playing some semantics again?" <laughs> and then Dylan was like, "What do you think of this situation?" And I was like, "Uh." I don't think that's how that works. And then Dylan goes, bingo. He did it. <laughs> it was seen by the surprise face, and he never showed his never, never showed up. Again. Never showed up again. <laughs> yeah, let's let's say Daniel Jones is a good quarterback off of one year. Ignore the last three years that we know. And now he's a good quarterback. If we're going to do that, then we have to say that Aaron Rodgers is now a bad quarterback because he has had the worst year of his career, not including the injured years, because those don't, you only have the stats you have because you're injured. You don't play anymore. But when you're down in yards, QBR, percent, touchdowns, and you only do it off one year, based on your logic, Rodgers is a bad quarterback now. Oh, but I'm glad, you, I, that I'm glad you, you've come to the light, Dylan, because we were just this was the argument on the last pod. And Mike was like, you need to be directing this towards Dylan, because that's not my argument. <laughs> no, it, it's it's stupid. I, I, I'm a hater. So and I admit when I hate. I'm a hater, <laughs> but like that <laughs> argument's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like when I call Giannis dirty. No, I'm, I'm a hater. <laughs> but he is reckless. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's the more fair term. Dirty. Dirty is what Tom Brady is. 
Yeah, Tom Brady was playing football yesterday. <laughs> he wasn't playing football. He was playing football. And how they kept going for extra points yesterday. Yeah, to stop after Maher fucking missed four. My brother's it's, a Cowboys it, it, fan. That's not a miss. Like he missed four extra points. Four <laughs> in a playoff game. Like I guess I'd have stopped after two. Like, all right, bro, you ain't got it tonight. You we not doing this tonight. Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. But they kept going. So what, do you my, call, my, what do you call something like that? Is that focus or is it what is he it? He got the yips. That, that the yips is the only thing he I got can the think yips. Of, like he the moment he's not a bad too big. Kicker. He's Usually not a bad not. kicker. Because they because because what I what I to my understanding at, at the time of every kick besides the first two, they had a good lead. Every, yeah, they, they, the they, had, they led the whole game. They led the whole game. They scored the first. Lead. So they scored the first touchdown of the game. They're like, okay, cool. Tampa's going three and out every single time. That's like maybe the third possession. They score a touchdown. Bam, missed a kick. Okay, cool. Shake it off. Keep them pushing. Uh, Bucks still don't do anything. They throw an interception in the red zone. Cowboys come down, score another touchdown. All right, Brett, go ahead and uh, get your redemption. Bang! Wide left. Okay, Brett, shake it off. We gotta, we gotta figure this out. We're we're facing Tom Brady here. All right, it's eighteen nothing. All right, well, just go right. out there and get right. it done. Let's do it. Miss doinks it off the, <laughs> doinks it off the top right upright. Oh it's like okay, what's going on? at this point? Dak is visibly pissed, throwing he his should. helmet as he should <laughs> on the sideline, and then they score the fourth touchdown. And he kicks it again and misses again. Slow pan to Dak Prescott in slow motion on the sidelines, throwing his helmet at the seat saying, just go for fucking two. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the fifth touchdown, he finally finally got one. (laughs) Finally. So like the whole time I'm doing this, my brother, my brother's a massive Cowboys fan, right? So I text him immediately. I'm like, that extra point's gonna hurt you. Not and knowing that's what it felt. That's what it, that's felt, what it like. felt like. It felt like that. Knowing but the Cowboys. Little do we know that's, that's, that that's Tom Brady's actually washed. <laughs> Nor like little did we know Tom Brady's actually fucking washed at this point. Because man, that was a struggle to watch him play. It was not good. <laughs> it was not a good game from from Brady. But I'm sitting here after every single one. I'm like another. Another and I, let, let's let's read some of these text messages, folks. Let's read mm. what my brother had to say about this motherfucker, Brett Maher. So let's load up. I should have had this done previously, but here we are. Uh all I have to do is get past this after he also tried to start the Tom Brady to the Jets propaganda. <laughs> Nothing would make me even more pissed off than getting washed Tom Brady to come and ruin us. Yo, if the Jets got Tom Brady, Dylan, and Roz, oh my God. Roz would probably be ecstatic. Roz would be ecstatic. I'm sitting here trying to drink bleach. 
Roz would, have Roz would be same. sitting here just be like, Roz, no, Roz would be the same way he that. is with the Lakers. It would be the same way he was when Mike. Remember when LeBron first went to the Lakers? Mm-hmm. I remember being on the phone with Mike and Roz that night. That was a that when was he, a cold red call. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. LeBron is on the Lakers. And it immediately switched from I hate LeBron to we got Bron. We got Bron. I can't, I couldn't. The Hollywood couldn't have wrote this script. It was, it, yeah, it was but, that. But Dylan, yeah, but Dylan in true Roz form, because he did all of that in true Roz form, he did give us, but he better not come here and start messing. <laughs> we better not get the old Bron. Better mm-hmm. we gonna have the old Bron. I don't know how much he wants to play anymore. Oh, God. So at, oh. at 8.47 last night, I text my brother, that extra point is going to haunt y'all. And he goes, I did not want that kicker back on the team because he was horrible the first time we had him. <laughs> and then I, I the second kick happens at 9.12. And I just write, LOL. <laughs> I got nothing. 9.30 happens. Three is what I text him. And he goes, Mike McCarthy, why didn't you go for two? This is why I did not want to have that guy back because I was haunted from the first time we had him. He has a he's had a good season and I'm still haunted. I was right. Make the extra point from fucking 60 yards. He never misses from 60, but everything else is a fucking miss. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> And I respond back. I'm like, this is, might be the first time a team wins a playoff game. Their coach gets fired <laughs> <laughs> for trotting out a kicker who misses four extra points. Hey. I've never seen anything like that to begin with. But I think the real story of this weekend is Anthony. Anthony is hands down. The jinx. The biggest jinx I've ever seen in my life. And I've. He's the biggest front runner I think I've ever met in my life. That too. The biggest front runner I've ever met in my life. I tried to tell you. The second he hops on any type of train, that train immediately Mm -hmm. derails. Crashes. Yep. Crashes. So that's why, Mike, you're 42 wins for the Knicks. I may let you. I may let you have. Even if you don't get with it. this, because I was like, everything was because he hadn't been saying nothing. nothing. I've been on this 42, 42, 42. He ain't been saying nothing. And then once they went on that nine game winning streak, then all of a sudden, here he comes. Puffing his chest it. out. Oh, and what and what happened? The Knicks promptly lost <laughs> and promptly went on a losing streak that we didn't hear from Anthony again. Yep. And now that they're playing well again, they've won, I think, seven out of ten. Here he comes again, pumping yep. his chest. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, why can't you just shut your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> why can't you just shut your mouth when it comes to my Knicks, bro? Like, like if, some, if something happens to the Knicks where they don't meet that mark, I'm, I'm going to give you a pass. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a pass on that. We'll just we'll just put an NA on it. Not applicable. Never happened because <laughs> reason Anthony. <laughs> because the that Niners game, first playoff game of the weekend, the Niners are up 
what 13 zero mm-hmm. at some point seahawks mm-hmm. score a touchdown and then all of a sudden seahawks score another touchdown take the lead all you see is gino gino <sighs> touchdown. the first one DK Metcalf. yeah uh, and i'm like anthony <laughs> this is what's gonna happen i was like what's gonna happen when san francisco scores it's gonna get real quiet in here you're doing all that rah-rah shit it's gonna get real quiet for you mm-hmm Surely enough, it did because halftime they were up. He goes, "Good, great job, Gino. Led them to a field goal. Good, good job. Good, good drive." The Seahawks proceeded to score like one more touchdown, like the rest of the game, as the as the Niners proceeded to double up their score. <laughs> oh my god! And Anthony promptly, promptly quiet. Disappeared. Yeah, disappeared. I, I went into the chat. <laughs> I looked at the score. It was twelve thirteen. I, as soon as he goes, DK Metcalf and all that crap like that, I leave the chat. I come back. I look at the score. The score is 13-38. I said, what the fuck happened? And all I see, <laughs> all I see is Anthony talking, just talking. I'm just like, why you can't? It's just like the Biden. Just just shut up, man. <laughs> he he just talks. He just He just says things. And he front runs, and here we are. We end up with whatever team he actively starts rooting for. They lose. They lose. Cause, so Niners packed up. Move along. That Chargers game. That Chargers-Jaguars debacle, which Mike also participated on of this, which is really funny to me. Because he keeps saying that Jaguars team is too young. They don't have the experience. That's why they're down. That's why they're losing. And here they are. <laughs> Tw- came back from down 27-0 in possibly the worst half of football I think I've ever seen a quarterback play in my life. Mm-hmm. Where Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions. Anthony strolls in the chat. <laughs> Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. He goes, Jaguars stink. I can't believe all the people at my job picked the Jaguars, and I'm the only one that picked the Chargers. The only one who picked the Chargers. This game is over. <laughs> Cue the, the the Willis Reed moment. <laughs> Fucking Trevor Lawrence coming out from the locker room after halftime and just proceeding to put on this ass-whooping of a lifetime <laughs> to the Chargers. For the lord, what the largest comeback? <laughs> Second largest in playoff history. And Anthony just gets quiet. Again, <laughs> gets quiet. again. And and wait, after the Jaguars score that that touchdown before they had their game winning one or the game winning drive, I said, "This team is literally about to. If they score a touchdown, this game's over. There, they won this game. They're gonna kick a field goal and end it." Or they're going to try to score and get back and then score a touchdown, and the Jaguars go for fucking two. And they get the fucking two. I'm like, they're playing to win. They're playing to win with a field goal. And then and nothing happens. And then, and then all you hear at the end of the game when the Jaguars come back is bummy fucking Chargers. Exit. <laughs> bummy fucking Chargers. Can't believe, can't believe it. Bummy energy, bummy chargers. Bummy this, bummy that. He tries to do it to the Bills the next morning. 
he was like, the Bills are going to win this game. I'm like, Anthony, don't you fucking put that bad juju on me, man. Because at this point, I'm 100%. I'm 100. I'm, I haven't lost. I'm like, don't you put that bad juju on me. And these fucking Dolphins almost won. They almost won this fucking game. They gave game. them all they can handle. Almost won this fucking game. The only games he didn't comment on were the Giants-Vikings and the Ravens-Bengals. Those are the only games this motherfucker didn't comment on. And then he, like, once the Giants were like, couldn't, like, you knew the Giants were going to win this game in, like, the second half, like, the thir- third quarter of this game was over to me. Where it's like, this Vikings defense is just horrendous. As I'm pointing out, the Vikings knew what play was called. They knew exactly what was going to happen. They all shifted to the left side on an end around because they knew it was coming once the motion hit. And they still couldn't get a stop on third down. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's it, When I said earlier in the season that the Vikings defense is fucking horrible, y'all looked at me like, oh, well, they have this many wins. They have this. They have this. I'm like, yeah, their defense is still fucking horrible. And it showed how fucking bad it was. <laughs> how fucking bad it was because they should. The Giants wide receivers were open every play. Every fucking play because the Vikings thought it was a great idea to run fucking man man defense all game while Dable's like, yo, we're going to run every man beater route possible, possible. We're always going to have you in the right position. We're always going to fucking be open. And they fucking were. (laughs) Every time. Every single time. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I could call a better defense for this fucking team. What's happening here? Like, why, why is this what's going on? Why do they insist on playing man defense? Nothing. And then the, the fourth and eight, Kirk Cousins fucking were to throw a three-yard check down. <laughs> Which was as Kirk Cousins of a play as it gets. You need to get this fourth down conversion to win the game, to like keep the game from going, and you just throw a check down. That's like, what did you think was going to happen there? Like, why did you think that was the play? Like, why was that the play? Why was that the play call? Why was that an option to have a check, a three yard check down? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But like, I'll give Dable his credit because Dable's fantastic and done a great job putting this staff together. Dable did <clears throat> what Salah didn't do, where Dable is an offensive minded coach and they improved their offense. Salah is a defensive minded coach and they improved their defense. The only difference between the two is. Dable went and got a fucking genius on defense to go be a part of his fucking staff in Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. Granted, Wink shouldn't have been fired to begin with. At all. <laughs> At all. I don't understand why he was fired to begin with, but the fact that like, if you're going in and you see that that coordinator is available, you do everything you, you can to get, get that coordinator. Yeah, you go get where Sala went and got his his buddy who's never called offense before in his fucking life <laughs> with a, set, a rookie quarterback, mind you, when he first got there to call offense. Not going to work out well. Not going to work out well, but I also don't know what offensive coordinators were available <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to fill that role. So can't be too pissed about it. But, yeah, that's just how it goes. They both did exactly what they were supposed to do. Solid made a top-five defense, and Dable has a playoff team <laughs> because of his offense. 
Well, the Giants defense is good. The Giants defense, well, again, you you have to improve your offense. Your defense could be great. Again, Jets have a top five defense and couldn't score points. Mm-hmm. The Giants were scoring points. So they Some did exactly points. what they're supposed to do. They scored more than the Jets. <laughs> True. Scored more than the Jets. But yeah. Also, fuck Anthony for doing this whole uh, Daniel Jones is great thing. He's not great. He, he's, I think Daniel Jones is great. I'm like, like, he's, he's not a super max guy. He's, I don't think he's $27 million a year. He gets a $20 million a year. Now, if he goes out and beats Philly, he, he moves into the 30. He, that's where you have to really start to, he, he's got, he, if, the, if they beat 30. Philly, I'm, I'm in hell because Rosie was sitting like, Dable. Dable. You're in hell. Yeah, you're in hell. I'm in hell. Like, what's Giants crazy is because I like Brian Dable. I thought what the Giants did this past offseason with their GM and their coach was great. And I can't. I now I have to hate Dable because Roz. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I have to hate somebody I like. And then he's sitting when Roz goes, I'd rather have Daniel Jones. I'm like, okay, you need to stop. With all, all these quarterbacks that play, he's like, no, nah, I'd rather have this person. I'm like, you're not, you're getting that person, but you're not getting their situation. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes into, like, whenever I, whenever we get into an argument in the chat, I always refer back to things we always argue about. You play who's in front of you, your quality opponent doesn't matter, and all quarterbacks are created equal. <laughs> because that one's directed at Roz. All quarterbacks are just created equal. Which they are not. They are not. They're not. Daniel Jones. If we get Daniel Jones, do we get Dable? Because if if I don't have Dable, I don't want Daniel Jones. <laughs> Nor should you. Because... When he said that about Taylor Heineke yesterday. And Taylor Heineke is such a weird. He, that was a bad example because Taylor is a weird case. He's like, he's serviceable. I'm like, clearly not. He got benched. <laughs> but. I think Ron Rivera, I, I don't know what Ron Rivera was doing the last month of the season, to be honest with you. I'm like, I, are we really, like, Taylor Heineke is serviceable? Taylor Heineke threw for less yards than Zach Wilson threw for <laughs> Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Taylor Heineke is the key example, though, of, like... A guy who's got heart that the team backs you. Hit. Like, you can't, I can't give you stats of why Taylor Heineke should be the quarterback for Washington this year, but he absolutely needed to be the quarterback the whole year. And I can't I can't give you stats as to why I know they would have had a better chance instead of Carson Wentz, but I absolutely know for a fact they would have played better in that game than they did with Carson Wentz. Yeah, I but just, then it, I just know like Dylan, he you're not do gonna enough. convince me otherwise that they No, I'm, I'm not better. going to because I believe I, I'm the same way. But then it's like are we gonna ignore like he that sometimes he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> Most times he's bad. <laughs> he 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 will play bad, and then he'll just make a play. He'll well, just make a, if, a play in the game that just turns everything play, around. He'll play bad all game, and then turn around and have a drive where he just looks. It's Tim Tebow. It's Tim Tebow in Denver. Unstoppable. <laughs> it's Tim Tebow like, in Denver. What is this? And the problem is, it's usually in the clutch. He usually does it in a clutch semi-clutch situation and you're like oh okay well let's just give him a chance and it, it'll all work out i guess and that's what's like you want taylor heineke on your team he's like he's serviceable who grabs like 
the problem is you get serviceable this year because that's what he was referring to this year. And I was like, why are we? Why is that the expectation? He just got done yelling at me about how I don't set expectations. No, I set expectations. My expectations are met. That's why I'm not mad. Like, <laughs> like I'm not going to sit here and ask for serviceable because next year when we have serviceable, it's not going to be good enough, even though that was the expectation that was set. So I was like, okay, cool. You don't get, you don't want serviceable this next year. You want good to great. Good. You want bad to great. That's what Roz wants. And that's not being disrespectful, but bad no, to great. It. That's what Roz wants. Bad to great. And then it's like, like in the whole Brock Purdy shit, man. With Anthony calling Brock Purdy a top ten quarterback is so annoying to me. So annoying to me. That was, that was much. That was a little much. You because I, I get, did, bruh. Come on. Because I get shit oh, when I call people system quarterbacks. Brock Purdy is a fucking system quarterback. Like, it, that that Shanahan offense does everything it can to protect the quarterback. Just make the fucking read. Just do everything you can. And when you have that offense, those receivers, those running backs, that defense, it would be very hard for you to fuck that up. Especially if you have even the smallest bit of talent. Like, like, like the Brock I know stinks. <laughs> like, the Brock Purdy I know stinks. He's not good. He has thrown the worst interception I've ever seen in my life when he was at the fucking Iowa State, right? And he's out here. He's balling. But this is where your quality of opponent comes in, Michael. <laughs> Because when you take a look at the defenses he's played outside of Seattle, Miami, Vegas, <laughs> like let, let's let's go ahead and pull up the San Francisco 49er schedule. They haven't beaten a since he took over. They haven't beaten. They haven't beaten good. a good team. They haven't beaten anybody good. So the Cardinals. Who were definitely done. The Raiders. The Commanders. Like, Commies, Raiders, Niners, Seahawks. Those are his games that he's played. The Seahawks are the best defense they played, but they're also the 30th ranked run defense. And they were doing whatever the fuck they wanted in the run game that allowed Brock Purdy to just eat them on play action. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to... Tariq Woolen for getting absolutely cooked all fucking game. You couldn't wait for that. He wasn't cooked all game. Really? I watched Brandon Ayuk kill him. <laughs> kill him on many a route. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk was murdering Tariq Woolen. On all, all those deep in routes and posts, Tariq Woolen couldn't make up. Granted, there was a couple plays where Tariq Woolen did like play well, but Brandon Ayuk was eating him alive. And that's fucking piss poor. But I like Woolen. I just want to point that out that sauce ain't get cooked. He didn't get a chance to. I mean, he had all year. (laughs) That's why that man is first team all pro. Just like Guy said. Good for him. I mean... That means he's one of the two best players at his position. And we, that is not true. I mean, it, 
I'm not going to argue it. I know you're not going to argue it. But it's, I'm not going to argue it because there, it's really hard to put an argument saying he's not. First rookie cornerback in 41 years to be made to be named an all pro at corner. That's crazy. But Tariq Woolen should have been second team all pro. He absolutely should have. There's no way that Jair Alexander was fucking on that. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Jair was getting cooked all season. That's another person that you do not like. No, I really like Jair Alexander. Jair, before this season, I was telling, I was saying, I was screaming to the rooftops, somebody go save him <laughs> from Green Bay. Somebody go get him out of there. Like, I was hoping, if we when we signed DJ Reed, I was like, why do we sign DJ Reed? Go trade for Jair Alexander. Turns out DJ Reed is also really good, so I'm not going to be mad at that. <laughs> but Jair had a bad season. Jair did not play as well as he normally does, but he came alive in that second Vikings matchup, and everybody like, oh, shit, Jair Alexander? <laughs> I definitely feel like that was a recency bias thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Absolutely recency bias. And that's like, mm, those people at AP uh, need to watch more football. <laughs> because it should have been Tariq Willen or Trayvon Diggs. Those two dudes should have been there. Diggs has been balling all year. Diggs kind all of all year. Diggs uh, made me shut up a little bit about uh because I didn't know how to evaluate Diggs after last year. Yeah, you thought he was trash. Well, it's so weird because like he has all these interceptions yet he gets cooked. <laughs> like you can't do that. Like that's just weird to me. To give up the most yards in the NFL at corner, but also, like, almost break the interceptions record. Like, I just don't get that. It's very confusing to evaluate. This year, kudos. You were robbed of your... uh, You were robbed of your all-pro. Yeah, all these fucking... Roz yelling about all these fucking mediocre quarterbacks that he wish he had instead. <laughs> and then get mad, getting mad at me because I don't set expectations. No, I'm just not going to cry over bat, which bad quarterback's going to fucking play. And he just doesn't understand that. Man, is Tyson Chandler a Hall of Famer or not? No, he's not. He's not. I gave I gave my my take about Gobert. I said Gobert will get into the Hall of Fame before Tyson Chandler does right now if if gobert retired right now he's in the hall of fame and i hate gobert and i like tyson chandler a lot <laughs> that's the one thing i'm not buying i really like tyson chandler that's something y'all don't know about me i really fucking like tyson chandler tyson chandler is that guy i would always pick in 2k when you were uh doing like a fantasy draft him and javel mcgee were my guys just 7-1, guys who just sit in the paint, block shots, and run in transition. Those are my type of guys. But I don't know how you could put Tyson Chandler in, like, at all, if they just put Ben Wallace in. If they just put Ben Wallace in, Tyson Chandler's got to wait, like, 20 years before even sniffing. At that point, they're just looking for people to put in. And it will get to that, and I think that's probably when he will get in. I don't, but I don't know if the NBA is really ever going to get to that. 
because you're about to get all the modern era, modern era guys who are going to go in. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Listen, man. Dylan is for argumentative sake type of guy for arguments. No, sake no, no. If I, if I agree, James, if I agreed with you, we'd be having a long conversation about how we agree, just like we do on hoop culture. If I disagreed with you, I'm like, no, 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 no. But we agree. We see eye to eye. It's great. It just so happens we do a, a podcast and have a group chat, a bunch of people who I vehemently disagree with a lot. <laughs> Well, the one common denominator in our group chat when it comes to arguing is I'm always a part of it. <laughs> yes, you are always a part of it. I am always a part of it because I'm the only one who will stand up for what's right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. sit here and wait for this blasphemy. Granted, James's question about Tyson Chandler is not blasphemy. It's an intriguing question. It's a good argument. It's a very good argument. But I don't know gonna sit here and go you were just doing some bs early no i was not that was i was not during that argument when i was posting the damian lillard stats versus the tyson chandler stats you then said go look at his rookie season so i did no i said i provided you i said look at his draft class oh but i did that mm-hmm. that's what I did. I then I posted the pictures of what I was doing when you asked that. I didn't get a chance to continue. We moved mm-hmm. along at that point. I would have gladly kept going. But my main point about all of that would have been was going to be do we weigh all NBA defensive teams more than all NBA teams? Because that's the main catalyst of my argument. Was, that was later that game, in your argument because at first you wouldn't even acknowledge the defense at all. Am I lying? Well, I right? didn't get a chance to. I didn't, bro. I was going. If you go down the list of accolades for Tyson Chandler, I was going from Dame first, so I have to get mm-hmm. to that point. I have to get through the All NBA teams to then get to the defensive teams. Mm-hmm. And you caught me right when I finished the All NBA teams, mm-hmm. and then you said, "Look, the, the draft class." And I did. Mm-hmm. And then it spun into a completely different argument. Or a different part of the conversation. No, you could have kept you could have kept naming accolades. I just said that point when you um it was just a point that I had said when you was like, Oh, all rookie, um, all rookie first team or something like that. And I was like, Well, go look at his draft class. That's why he didn't make Ricky all for rookie first team. But then I did and then getting yelled at for it. And then you're like, Oh, <laughs> Rookie of the year to not rookie of the year. No, compare that to another accolade. Don't go oh rookie of the year to not. What rookie what, of what year. rookie? What so? If I'm going to compare a rookie of the year accolade, and then what go, am I supposed oh, to compare it to? Team to third team. No, he was also third team as well. So go third team. I got third there, team, and then I put third team equal third team. That was after. After no, that was after. there. Your, your James, go is, look back at the chat. Go back I, in the chat. It was right after. It was right. You said second team, said third first, team, third team. Third. You said second team versus second team greater than third team, and then you said third team equal third team. Third team. Yes. Yes, that's what you did. Yes. And you have a and you have a habit of downplaying before you give props. That's what you do. No, to, when to is first team All NBA 
better than third team All NBA? Yes. Is second team All NBA better than third team All NBA? We were comparing accolades. They have the same. That was the same accolade. So they have the same. So when it comes to third team accolade, so when you when I'm comparing the All NBA teams, I can mm-hmm. only compare it to the All NBA team that you were selected to. So mm-hmm. if Dame was selected to more first team and more second team All NBA teams, and the same amount of third All NBA teams, guess what? Dame still has five more All NBA selections than Tyson Chandler has, and unfortunately, I can't compare that stat to a th- a first team All NBA that Tyson Chandler does not have, or a second team All NBA that Tyson Chandler does not have. I can only compare it to the one All NBA team he was selected to, which is third. So when you go through Damian Lillard's, I have to knock out first. I have to knock out second, and then I will give the same accolade, the same amount of, like, weight, which is what I did. Just like with a rookie award, if I'm going to compare a rookie of the year award, what award am I, what accolade am I supposed to compare that to? I'm not. I can only compare that to if he won a rookie of the year award, which he did not. Mm-hmm. So that's the basis of my my points. And then when we would have gotten to defense, I would have done the same thing where I'm like, Damian Lillard doesn't have an all-NBA defensive team. He doesn't have an all-NBA defense first team. Tyson Chandler has that. He doesn't have an all-NBA defensive second team. Damian Lillard doesn't have that. And then once you go through the rest of those accolades, what's weighed more? That was my point. When you when you when we when you did continue to talk about the accolades, you didn't do that. No, I didn't. When, I didn't. I did you, not do that. You had the chance to um, say where his defensive accolades were and where the dames weren't. You didn't do that, like how you did with the first teams. We moved on. That's why I didn't do it. We we did. We literally moved on, and we started talking about. Why he didn't start on that Bulls team. Which was, I didn't know what that had to do with anything. Exactly. <laughs> so we got off track. We were, talking, we were talking, no, the reason why that was, um, why that was relevant to the argument was based on um, contributing. That's why I mentioned that, Mike. That's why I mentioned that. Because Dylan was trying to make it seem like, oh, if we're going to, if we're gonna build this whole thing up, and I was like, he didn't contribute. He wasn't able to contribute, and and we and we know why. And would you say, not my fault? Not my fault. That, look, not now you're fault. making it a perfect that that, and that was another argument of mine. You're now making it a personal thing of it being, oh, not my fault. No, that was Chicago Bulls' fault to draft two top centers and to have a veteran center. But so that is a point to why he wasn't. A contributor for a good partial point of his career, the first four years. No, I understand that. Not in the That's, game. But here's the thing: if we're going to compare a rookie of the year to a guy who couldn't contribute on his team, that's not Dame's fault. That's not Tyson's fault. That's just my, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's just the situation at hand. So when one guy has that award and the other guy doesn't, we know how the NBA works now. If if you get a top draft pick, right? You are you are invested, right? If I get a because t- he, he was t- he was two, right? He was a second draft pick. He was so, second pick, and then Eddie Curry pick. was three picks later. Yeah, no, he was two picks. He was the <laughs> two picks pick. later. Yep. 
idea, which is even crazier. You pick two centers in the same draft, the second and the fourth. While also having two other centers on your roster. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, make it make sense. Where is this guy going to We can, but in the argument of Hall of Fame, this goes back to Hall of Fame don't care about that. They're not going to look at that. They're going to look at the numbers. They're going to look at the accolades. And unfortunately, the best of Tyson Chandler's career was in a three to four year stretch. Mm -hmm. I just think that he didn't have the opportunity to be to be even in the game to get any type of like chance to be any type of like rookie talkings because he didn't get that's only one award. You're not going to get in the Hall of Fame because of rookie of the year. No, no, no. I understand that. Yeah. But his rookie season to to was kind of like snatched from him to have any rookie first team, second team, third team, or whatever that is, or any rookie of the year votes and stuff like that because he couldn't get in the game because there were so many other centers on that team. They had to share minutes. There's no way for him to No, I understand that, that. But then when you, you do that thing you do when you don't have the opportunity, you leave to go do it elsewhere, and then he still didn't really do that <laughs> until he got to the what the Mavericks the first time and then the Knicks and then the Mavericks when he went the second to, time. When, when he went when, to, when he, he was in New Orleans he Bulls. was a double double. Yeah when he, he went, went from, from Chicago the, to New Orleans. His points, yeah his points went from five to almost ten in the the first season of going to the um, from the to the Pelicans. But yeah that's only yeah. getting four points. Actually, He's still almost double. Actually, he went from nine and a half to eleven, back down to eight, back to six. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really take full advantage of that either. Granted, his best rebounding seasons were in those years. Because that was um, that was him and him Chris, and Chris Paul. Paul. Him and Chris Paul, and then he had that Charlotte year, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And then his first stint in Dallas. That was him and Baron, that was him and Baron Davis, who wasn't a point guard. B Diddy. <laughs> B Diddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, his his stint really is from 2011 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Of him even being, but like even in his Defensive Player of the Year year, he didn't lead in any like those major categories either like he didn't lead in block shots he didn't lead in rebounds he didn't lead in anything all those guys who have like those defensive player of the years at his position lead in those stats mm-hmm. so that's what's like also like when you look at dwight howard right when you were talking about dwight howard i'm like dwight howard was a hall of famer before he was 30 years old mm-hmm. with all the shit that he pulled <laughs> like that man was unbelievable he led the league in rebounding like four times led the league in blocks like three times what three time defensive player of the year like all NBA first team, second team, all NBA defensive team, first team, like eight times in a row, like hall of famer before he was fucking 30. Like there's no, no argument in that it's still wrong that he's not in the top 75, but it's like at that time, the centers were Dwight Bynum, maybe Yao. <laughs> but once you hit 2010, Yao was already gone. Yeah. And then you had your what your Andrea Bargnani, who was a bum, your your Tyson Chandler's Horford. and Hor- Horford got drafted in 2010, didn't he? No, I said I said power forward. Oh, power Bargnani. forward, yeah. Bargnani. Yeah, seven foot two power forward. 
and Bog- Andrew Bogut. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only a handful of centers, and he kind of fell off that list. Even though he was valuable, he wasn't a top guy. I would have loved to have fucking Tyson Chandler. But I can't put him in the Hall of Fame. If you put no, Tyson Chandler no, no. in the Hall of Fame, you got to put Brooke Lopez in, and he doesn't deserve to be in. Hey. Mm-hmm. He might be. Top five net of all time. No, he's all-time not. All time scorer. All time net scorer. Not, not, no, not top five. Not top all-time, five net of all time. All time net scorer. Yeah. So do you, do you put a guy in the top five every time he leads in a category before somebody else does it? Points. It, that, that points is a big one. Okay, so Not rebounds and all that stuff like that. Mm. I'm 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 glad you 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 said that. So, would you put Richard Jefferson in top five nets of all time? Mm, I wouldn't, even though he before Lopez he was the franchise leading scorer. Was he? Yes. <laughs> but that's because he he played his whole career there until he went to the Cavs. No. Richard Jefferson got traded in 2008 to the Milwaukee Bucks for Yijian Lian. Mm -hmm. And then he went to San Antonio. Had a stint in Denver. Stint in Cleveland. Then LeBron saved his Golden State. Richard Jefferson played seven years. No, six years in Brooklyn. Or New Jersey at the time. Six years. He played for all those teams? I really don't remember them shits. I only remember Nets and then the Cavs. He's bomb, James. I'm he bad. was not great bomb. on the Bucks or the Spurs. <laughs> he was not great on the Bucks or the Spurs. I do remember him in a, in a Spurs jersey, though. Yeah, he was not great. Bomb. Once, once the Nets traded uh, Kid, they started getting rid of everybody because you saw Carter go to the Magic and Rich Jefferson went to the Bucks. Yeah, normally when you got a team that um does a a back to back finals run and lose, they normally look to blow the team up somewhere. Well, that they didn't do that until. Fucking six years later. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because they did their their finals run in o one o two or o two o three, and then two thousand four they made a run in the playoffs and they were bounced out by Detroit. O five they bounced Detroit out and then lost. No, they didn't. know Detroit beat them, beat them again. Then they went bounced Detroit out the next year, lost to Cleveland. And then they decided to blow everything up two years after that, once they were cash strapped and they traded, uh, what's his face? Keith Van Horn for a printer. (laughs) (laughs) A copy machine. That was after they let Kenyon Martin walk in 04. Mm. Because they couldn't afford it. Even though they they wanted to keep him, he was like, no, peace. After he was making... uh, Antoine Walker's life hell. Every year they played in the playoffs. 
I got to um, look at something. Yeah, and then 08 hit. Kid gets traded back to Dallas for Devin Harris. Uh, Carter gets traded to the Magic for Courtney Lee. And uh, I think a draft pick or so. And then Richard Jefferson gets traded to the Bucks for Yee Janlian and Bobby Simmons. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I I thought I saw that. You know, Cam Martin never got um got a defensive um all team accolade ever. Yep. yep. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable considering how important he was to those Nets title runs defensively. Like, mm. like Tim Duncan may have uh, given him the work. But Kenyon Martin was doing his damnedest. <laughs> he was Kenyon doing Martin as didn't good. play bad in that final. No, he season, did actually. everything he could have done. It's just that was prime Tim Duncan, <laughs> where it didn't matter who was guarding Too him. Too short. It just it didn't matter. You could have had anybody guarding him, and he was just like, "Here's his post hook, Playboy." <laughs> How tall is Tim Duncan? 6'11". 6'11". And Kenny Martin was like 6'9", 6'10". 6'9". They used to try to... That's, that's when they were stretching the heights, 6'10". Mm-hmm. He is all of 6'9". <laughs> all of 6'9". Had him look out there fucking method man looking motherfucker mm-hmm. out here putting in out work. It's just Tim fucking Duncan, man. The GOAT. Are you gonna put somebody smaller on Tim Duncan? I, it's either him chicken. or Todd McCullough. Barbecue chicken. Yeah, like what? what what's the option there? Brian Scalabrini. Filet mignon. All set. <laughs> like <laughs> it's Kenyon Martin or nobody. And Kawhi Leonard is out there playing hell of hell of a defense, but they cannot score. They can't score. I don't know. Do you they, just had like, crazy they just had today? like four possessions in one. Go ahead, Dylan. Tony Parker has more playoff points than Steph Curry, Hakeem Olajuwon, and like six other like all-time greats. And I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony fucking Parker? Said, how many? What? What accolade? How many points in what? More, more playoff play points. points. Oh yeah, I mean." I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Once in the playoffs, a lot, a lot. But I'm just like, you don't but think Tony of Tony Parker, Parker as a, that guy? Yeah, but you dog. don't, you don't think of him as like, oh, like if you were to put him and Steph, and you're like, who do you think has more points? You're like, oh, fucking Steph. Mm. Nope, Tony Parker, Hall of Famer, Tony Parker. Yeah, I mean, he went to the playoffs a lot. I think I don't know. He might have been. He might have been in the playoffs since he got in the league. Yeah, he never missed the playoffs. Yeah, because so like, the Spurs that, went that on a run a lot where they weight. didn't they didn't miss the playoffs for like fifteen years. Yeah, that holds a lot of weight. And then when he came to the league, he was like, it was him. Yeah, it was Jason Kidd and him, and and CP three. It was them three. So like, yeah, he. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most underrated point guard in the last like, underrated. Years or so. Yeah, underrated. underrated? Tony, Parker, Tony, Tony Parker's Parker's mad underrated. underrated. 
when underrated. We about, when we talk about like what we just did there, when it's if you have to name in the last twenty five years point guards, you're gonna name like ten other guys before Tony Parker. Not me. Maybe somebody else. Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, Steve Nash. Tony Chris Parker Paul. goes before Steve Nash for me. I know, I'm just naming point guards. Mm, no order. Got you. Baron Davis. In the last 25 years, Baron Davis is a dog. Darren Williams, dog. Baron Davis wasn't the point, though. David West was. Baron Davis, when he got a chance to really play point guard, um, was, was, was that, that was his name, right? David was the um the David point Wesley? guard. David Wesley, Wesley, I mean, yeah, yeah. What David Wesley's power forward? Yeah, no, yeah. I meant the um the ball head light skin kid that played point guard. Playing Baron well, Davis he, was a dog, dog. He was a shooting guard in my mind, but go ahead. Dog. Staff. No, yeah, B. Diddy is nasty. I always just thought he was a, a two guard in my mind. Steph. Both Steph. Stephon Marbury and Stephen Curry. Nah, I'm not picking those. Marbury Stephon was a dog, Marbury. too. Tony Parker. No, I'm, again, I'm just naming point guards. Oh. Again, we just established this. I'm just naming point guards. Stephen Curry. Tony Parker. No disrespect. I love Tony Parker. But then it's just like, all right, let's go Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose. I could make an argument that Tony Parker is one of the five greatest international players ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this Absolutely. is what and Mike and I agree. That's, and no, that's I, this is why I don't understand how someone a lot of people can be surprised can, can call him under uh, Rondo. T- like, oh my God, Rondo! <laughs> God, it, and then like the two most over underrated point guards the last twenty five years to me are Tony Parker and Michael Conley. Conley doesn't get the respect he deserves. Conley does not was, nearly. That's because he was overshadowed by stuff. Conley is the most consistent point guard I've I've seen, man. Him and Chris Paul. Chris Paul is consistent too, but Michael Conley is just super underrated. Doesn't get the respect he deserves. Tony Parker also doesn't get the respect he deserves. I don't man want a man want a Finals MVP and people will just like straight up just don't care, don't care. I don't, I don't. this is why you I may said be one of the few people. Yeah, I was yeah. You may be one of the few people, but people will be shitting on Tony Parker. That's crazy. That's crazy. That what? Mm. Tony Parker was like the perfect. Like whenever when I was playing basketball, everyone was like, "Oh, who you, who's your favorite players to watch?" It was Tony Parker and it was Devin Harris. Those are my two guys. That played below the rim, were fast, quick, had their moves, would get to the spots, and then Tony Steph Parker, came in the league, Tony and Parker, I was like, okay, spot no matter what, no matter what, he'll kill you. The two best floaters in the last like 
actually the three best floaters in the last like 15 years are Steve Nash, Tony Parker, and Steph Curry. Filth. When Steph Curry starts popping out the floaters, he don't miss. It's just a teardrop from the Trey top Young of the has arena. A, has a fire floater. Trey, Trey, has a, Trey has a nice floater. That's a, that's another part of the fucking game that people tend to forget about is the fucking floaters, man. It's oh. a tough shot. It's a tough shot, but it's an important shot to have. You know who has a good floater? He doesn't have a great floater like the guys who just said he has a good floater. Uh, quickly on the Knicks. He yeah. does it a lot. He has yeah. a good floater. He's got to yeah. take that next step with it. He, um, he, he, he works he, on that. He practice, yeah, he practices that. He works on it. I hope he can I hope he can make it a weapon like you know like Trey and the rest of them because he does he does hit it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's such not. an important weapon to have, it's man. Especially when weapon. you have these these, these centers down there who just camp. Yeah, if you're if you're a, a, a quick point guard and you have a shot and then they have to respect it, they're at your at your mercy with a floater. Mm-hmm. At your mercy. It's, it's imagine you're sitting there and Giannis is down low or Brooke Brooke Lopez, right? We we had this conversation before the pod started. We're like Brooke Lopez is doing a great job with his verticality, not really like jumping and staying up and getting these shot blocks that he's getting. And that second in the league in, in blocks. If you have a floater, why are we sitting there worried about the guy at the rim? Mm-hmm. Like you could take that part out and Brooke is one of the worst guys like on the perimeter. Like if you have to pull Brooke out of the paint, he is one of the worst defenders in basketball. So now you have to step up to to guard the floater when you got a guy who just stop at the free throw line, pop, put it in there. Derek Rose too. Derek Rose had a fucking killer floater too. Mm-hmm. He did. But he, his his, his, his just, athleticism was yeah, just his so athleticism was just it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It, like he only really popped out the floaters if he was playing against like the Magic <laughs> when Dwight was I, there. I like. I like um I like Derrick Rose's floater because it, it, it you just miss it, but I hate how he does his floater because he has to like hop step jump off of two feet and then it's like yep. at mm-hmm. the end of his a- yep yeah it's at, at the, the apex a- the absolute yeah. apex of the jump like it's a jump shot mm-hmm. he has to let it go and since he jumps so high it takes a while to get there <laughs> yeah so when he does the floater it's like. Uh, that was almost blocked. <laughs> whereas, whereas Steve Nash and Tony Parker would sit there and never, you, just never pull up. you never had a chance. Zero chance. Zero chance. Those dudes would just too quick. Oh, you think got a shot? Uh, uh, Gone. Done. Two points. But analytics will tell you floaters are dumb. Which is funny. That's that's what I like. I hate I like analytics and I hate analytics at the same time because they they literally are just like just take the three or go for the layup. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Take the three or go for the layup. Yeah, like, no, mid-range. Uh, no mid-range. That mid-range jump shot and layup are worth the same amount of points. But what if that shot's not there? <laughs> like what if that layup is just not there? What are you supposed to do? That's because most players they um they don't practice. Look at look at Powell trying to pad up some points. It's because the um 
because people don't practice mid-range shots. It only takes a it takes a different it takes a different amount of um concentration, even though you're closer, it takes a different amount of concentration. And because if you've been shooting jump shots all game and three pointers all game, the the muscle memory of taking a mid-range shot, most people miss it. That's why the um the percentage of that shot, they say it's a low percentage shot because of those small little things, those small little things. Yep, and it's annoying. It's just so annoying mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, yeah, take the, the three-pointer that's 33 feet over the 19-footer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, he, um, he has really mastered the, the Kobe class of how to um patiently get to your spot and shoot right over the defender from the post. The three best mid-range shooters in the NBA are fucking DeRozan, or actually, this would be Kevin, DeRozan, and Kyrie. Like, they just kill mid-range. I don't, I don't think Kyrie's better than uh, Devin Booker in the mid-range. Kawhi. Kawhi's great, too. Kawhi's great, too. If You Kawhi, the, yeah. you may say that, you don't think, but when you look at the numbers, Kyrie literally doesn't miss from mid-range. Yeah, Kyrie does. He loves to get in the post. Yeah, he'll sit there and just go to work in the mid-range. Kevin Durant but he literally only, is. He only started doing that after Kobe passed, too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't because doing before that. he was just he was break you down at the three point line and and layup and then mm-hmm. just step back three. <laughs> that comes with that comes with um maturity. Ten, yeah, tenure. You learn how to slow the game down. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that that was the problem with Russ. They just say, "Hey, you can't slow the game down." And when he tries to slow the game down, that goes back to my point of muscle memory. Him trying to take a mid range shot when he when he used to. Taking a three. He used to be a knockdown mid-range shooter. Yeah. It's like. But his his mid-range is also like he has to get that that start that that startup. Mm-hmm. He has to like he can never just get there. to a spot normally. Yeah. He has to go full speed and then just full stop. Yeah, he has to full speed stop and then pull up. Because it's so can't. annoying. <laughs> so annoying to see him play basketball sometimes. It's the, that makes the shot even harder for mid-range because you're going full speed and now you have to, like, your brain has to measure how close you are to take that type of shot going that fast. It's a lot. Did Did you hear uh, Iman Schumber did an interview a while back where he was uh, like, yeah. I was supposed to be in the league, shoot threes, all this stuff, and then as I get older, Mello is supposed to mentor me Show me how to play in the post, back to the basket, and then I extend my career another five years or so. Mm-hmm. Now the league doesn't even give you that opportunity. Even, that's not even a thing. Doesn't even give you that opportunity anymore. When guys like Mello and J.R. Smith are better than most of the guys that are on rosters right now and are out of the league, mm-hmm. which is nuts because that. Not having vets on these teams anymore shows is so ridiculous, so ridiculous that this is where we're at. We're just going to tank. We're not going to get vets that are going to teach these guys how to be fucking professionals, right? We're going to keep these young teams young. We're going to let them fuck up, and then we're going to keep trying to tank for this next best thing. Whereas the first thing that came in my mind was Carl Anthony Towns. 
These if kids that motherfucker making... would have had He's... a vet. But he, he got a vet too late. He got a vet too late. Too late. When? Who? Yeah. Jimmy. No, he had a vet before that. Kevin Garnett retired. Kevin Garnett, who, yeah, Kevin Garnett, who was there for all of 20 games. Yeah, but then he worked, and then he worked with the team after he retired. Man, that's not the same. What? It's not the same as having, as Kevin Garnett having, uh, what's his face for literally two years. Bro, it's the same thing. It's it's the same thing with the, um, with the Nets with having Amari Stoudemire. That didn't help us though. <laughs> it's one thing where it's like Amari you know, was there for player development, but like who did he develop? He didn't develop anybody. But you know, you guys and, don't have any bigs. But, but he you was know who I can give you an example of Mitchell Robinson on the Knicks when the Knicks had DeAndre Jordan. Mitchell Robinson's game jumped after DeAndre Jordan came because DeAndre Jordan showed him how to play defense. Yeah, DeAndre, and had to get that jump hook DeAndre ball. can't do that anymore. But as a t- but he as a teacher, he was very good because Mitchell Robinson literally jumped overnight from that half a year that uh, DeAndre was on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, he he jumped, and now Mitchell Robinson's a very good defender. Yeah, He's a very good defender. No, he so, is. Yeah, he, he like the, the value of a vet is is big. If yeah, he would have got to Minnesota a year sooner. I think that could have helped more. But mm-hmm. by the time he actually had somebody to really be there on the court with him, all that stuff already set in your ways. You don't want to work harder than you already are. You're this golden boy for the franchise. Hey, man. Jimmy comes in and he's like, no, y'all not working. Because who did hey. Jimmy have? Jimmy had a veteran coaching staff. Jimmy had Derrick Rose at the peak of that. He had Joakim Noah, Boozer, Luol Deng, Kirk Heinrich. He had a team full of vets that he learned from. And then when he tried to pass that knowledge on, Dude, nah, bro, we don't want we don't want to hear all that, bro. We're just trying yeah, to because because what are you gonna tell? What are you gonna tell a young twenty-one-year-old who have all this money? Yeah, exactly. What can you tell a millionaire? It doesn't matter if you are. 15 years, 20 years, 30 years into this in the same industry as somebody who what are you gonna tell somebody that has that much money? You can't tell them shit. You can't tell them you shit. You can't tell them nothing. So that's it's why like, they don't there's like there's no need for me to be even paying this guy, this this 15 year guy to try to mentor this guy that's not gonna listen. It brings me back to all these movies in the past, like uh Eddie. Where Malik Seeley needed a mentor, <laughs> and Eddie had to be a mentor, and then they put John Sally with him to level head him because he was too much of an egotistical asshole talking enough in the third person because he was a millionaire. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's... we could go even deeper than that because the problem is none of these kids stay in college for more than a year, so they don't have a senior. To talk oh. to them, they don't have. You know what I mean? They don't have that upper don't class. Don't get me started on take that. Them, take them under their wing and humble them, and make them do it. No, these kids—they're one and done. They're they're the star from the time they're 13, 12, 13, all the way till they get to the league. 
So I, it's 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 terrible. I always get a ton of hate when I say they should uh, make the col- the kids stay in college for two years. It would improve the NBA so much, but it would it would improve the NBA because you get guys. Because uh, think about this, right? In the last few years, the guy the rookies who came on hot offensively were the guys who spent more than one year in college or are from overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why the overseas players kill when they come over here. Because mm-hmm, they're already professionals. They already got beat up by their vets mm-hmm. <laughs> at 16 years old. But like Kuzma, four years in school. Donna Mitchell, four years in school. Dame, Tata, Dame four years. Like these guys who stay in there, they learn the game. Like I, I'm fully like I think Zion is unbelievable. Right, Zion should have stayed at Duke for yeah. two more years. Two more years. Imagine three years of Zion with Coach yeah, K. His conditioning being with Coach K would have been different. His conditioning, his mindset, how he sees the game, like you can only improve from playing with those minds because. You go from having a great coach like your Roy Williams, your Calipari's, your Shashevskis, and mm. then you go to the worst team in basketball. <laughs> yeah, with a bad coach. With a bad coach because you're there for a reason. You are going to this team for a reason because they are bad. Mm. Everything about them is bad, and you got to figure it out. Like, how do you justify doing that? Like, that's setting these kids up to, for failure. Mm-hmm. But it did a good job though with with, with 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 getting some help for him. No, they they did. That's the one thing I'm really like excited about for them because they went and got him Bi. They went and got him McCollum. They went and found guys like Alvarado in the draft and Herb Williams Herb, or Herb, Herb Jones Herb or whatever. Jones, the fuck yeah. Like uh, trading Stephen Adams for Valanciunas to like spread the floor. They did a great job and they built a great team. But like. How often does that actually happen? Not often. Usually those teams that get those picks kind of stay there. And then they have to be patient while this 18-year-old just figures it out eventually. Maybe you know when he at usually all. figures it out? When he turns 24, 25, at the end of that five-year contract. Yep. So stop stop scouting these sixteen year olds in high school for to, who are going to be one and duns or pretty soon straight into the NBA. It's a joke. Let these kids become adults. It's the same thing with the NFL. You can't you can't let those kids get in there. Imagine you let these kids mature a little bit physically as well as mentally. Sounds like a great idea, but I'll get hate. When I do that, when I say that, because like, ah, oh, now let these kids go. Nah, no, man. Mm, That's the, the old head in me. That's the old head in me. People, <laughs> the problem is people like to use the exceptions and throw that in your face. Yeah, let's uh, like a LeBron, like a KG. What about the Al Harringtons? <laughs> the guys who came in and were just solid. The Tyson Chandlers. Mm-hmm. Who came in the high league school. and were just solid? Like you don't always get that superstar out of high school. That shit just doesn't fucking happen. And what's crazy is now that I think of Tyson Chandler would have been a monster in college. Yeah, he would have been a monster. Like, oh, 
his athleticism with the right coach. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but hey, the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just love hoop, but I be getting mad at the new shit. Even though I like basketball, hoop culture sucks. <laughs> Get vets in Houston. <laughs> Save Eric Gordon though. <laughs> Get him out of there. He's had too much. <laughs> He's they, had too they much. still won a first round pick for him. Yep. That's hilarious. Eric Gordon just sitting there is like, just tell me you want me to retire as a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you waiting to see tell if James Harden actually comes yeah. back next year or what? Just tell me you want me to retire as a rocket. Just say you want me to be a glue guy here. Just tell me because. That's what you're saying. By saying that you want a first rounder, knowing that you're not going to get a first rounder from me. Not going to get one. Just tell me you want me to be here forever. Say, I, hey, I Eric, just don't understand would, that. Mind, would you mind finishing your career here? If you, if I like they're you. robbing him of an opportunity to go and like win a championship. Yeah, just they to be like a part of that Like at some point, you just got to be like, okay, let's do right by this guy who's just here. Mm-hmm. Again, unless you think next year James Harden's coming and then you guys just turn into a championship caliber team. It doesn't that that doesn't change that team overnight. It does so, not like that that's not a needle mover, so they need because to guess what? On. James Harden goes there. Who's the leader of that team? <laughs> who's the, like it's just gonna be a bunch James of guys like Jalen Yeah, Jalen Green's gonna be sitting there yelling at James Harden because he thinks he's better. Like <laughs> that because Jalen Green don't know how to play ball. And you know how they settle it. Well, whoever can win in a one-on-one game must be the leader. It's the, I'm the new leader. You can't get you can't you ain't getting fouls in one-on-one, James. <laughs> but you surely can dribble, dribble, dribble to your arms, ball off. Nah, do three dribbles. That's all you get. Three dribbles. You better get to your spot. It's <laughs> the only way to do it. When you're at that level, three dribbles. That's it. Man, I remember when talk, talking about. I, I always, I always go on tangents. Sorry about that. Like when you talked about giving him the opportunity to go to like a um, a, a playoff contender, to be in that culture, to possibly win the championship. And it brings me back to T Mac when he finally got traded to the Spurs, and then they were in, so they were in the playoffs, and they they would insert him at the end of games just to give him um. Like minutes played, yep, and it did win. <laughs> that was that, oh uh, the year that Anthony says Ray Allen saved LeBron's legacy. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all. T Max gonna get a ring. T Max gonna get a ring. Why are you so salty about that? Sitting <laughs> at the end of the bench, doing nothing. He T-Mac came out of retirement for that. Well, he was in China. Happened for a lot of players. He came out of man. retirement today. He was in China. The, the, nobody else wanted him, so he was like, I'm going to go play in China. China loves me. And China does love Tracy McGrady. It's just they so called him. So many players did that. Who, who turns down an opportunity to play for Pop? Not many. Especially after all the, the pain that he has caused Pop over the years. Hmm, 13 seconds. Still one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. Mike, why are you hating? Why are you hating? Thirteen seconds, Mike. Are we gonna act like that isn't one of the most unbelievable things we've ever seen? 
Mike hates two people that did that did something similar. So Reggie what Miller does that and T Mac. What does that mean? Like Reggie Miller and T Mac. What a great achievement plan that Pop and the Spurs had a brain freeze. All brain right. freeze. Yes, because they their brains completely shut off for that last twenty seconds. He was unconscious. There was nothing anybody could have done. How about him down the ball properly? Make some free throws. All of that would have stopped all of them. Don't foul Tracy McGrady. Yeah, they fought him on the three. Like they fouled him like, yeah, Bruce Bowen and Ginobili like kicked him in the face and then tackled him. Yeah. (laughs) Hackershack existed. They didn't do that either. They could have fought him. And Pop loved Hackershack. (laughs) Pop loved him some Hackershack. So again, Spurs Pop had a brain freeze. Why is it Pop had a brain freeze and not McGrady did something unbelievable? He did do something unbelievable. Don't look at Mike saying something nice. <laughs> it was aided by the brain freeze. Mm. It's fine. He still did something that I have yet to see since. But what does it mean? It's, it's one a of moment the, in NBA it's, history. It's NBA. But it literally, that is one outside of the, of the historical... dunk on uh, Sean Bradley in the playoffs, it's the greatest moment in his career. A what? regular season. What is Tracy Brady's shining moment? 45 on Christmas Day. Well, you want to bring up Sean Bradley? He so, dunked on Yao Ming, too. Or Yao, whichever one he did in Dallas in the playoffs. That was Bradley. It was, it was Bradley. That was Bradley. But, Okay, so is that the greatest moment in his career, or is it that thirteen second explosion? No, that, but but here's the thing: are we are we gonna like make your moments of your career winning championships? Because that's not fair. But I mean, it would help. Reggie Miller mm-hmm. doesn't have a championship, but that moment against the Knicks is probably his, his defining moment. moment. If we're but what about, about the shot he hit against moments? the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals? If we're what about talk about that shot he moments? hit against the Nets. Like, it goes on and on and on. You see how Reggie has stuff that keeps going and going and going? Tracy McGrady has a dunk. Like, what are we doing? Why are you diminishing a play? I'm not all Reggie Miller has is a made jump one. shot. It's the you see what I just one. did? That's exactly what you did. A made jump shot, Dylan. Uh, versus a dunk, Michael. Dylan. The a uh, jump shot that won a game or a dunk in the second second quarter of, of the game of the playoff. Which one we has can, more we value? We could talk about what the Christmas Day battles with Allen Iverson, where he dropped forty five. Like I have no recollection of it. Yeah, you're just a hater. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Tracy McGrady has one of the highest point per game averages on Christmas Day. As well, dude averaged like forty on Christmas. But no, if we're talking about defining moment. That that Spurs game is a hell of a probably moment to have. Moment. That's probably it. What would but again, what would somebody else's moment be? Well, I just gave it then. We can run no, it no, off. let's, I just, let's yeah, go. Let's I go. gave you Reggie Miller's. I gave okay. you Reggie Miller's. Let's go somebody uh, else. We, we, we won't go out. We won't go out. I'm, I'm just saying, pick pick somebody because apparently the what is it? Eleven and Dwayne, thirteen Dwayne seconds. Wade, the Dwayne Wade, the steal and half court three at the end of the game. His performance in the finals against Dallas. Uh, him winning the game in his last game. 
I mean, we have we have moments for these guys. I, I'd, I'd say the eleven guys. and thirteen is more impressive than any of that. Okay, well, it's, as, as it's, a feat, there's no need to finish this conversation. No, no, I'm just saying as a feat for eleven and thirteen seconds. No, no matter not, where, no matter where it took place in, I'm in, not in, diminishing in a playoff, that. You are though. I'm saying that's the only thing he that has. That is diminishing. That you have negative connotations in your voice, sir. <laughs> I don't know how else to say. This is his one thing he did. See, you're doing it. You're doing this that. This is the one <laughs> thing, that thing he did. You're doing that thing. What else Where you're turning it into do? hate. James, what? am I crazy? Am I crazy? No. My, no. What else did he do? Tell me what else he did. I, that's all I'm asking. What else did he do? What else did he do? That's all I'm asking. What else He's like, he I'm not diminishing that moment, but all he has is this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that moment is a great moment. Name me a moment that somebody has that's more impressive than that. A singular moment? A singular moment that is more impressive than 11 and 13. I don't know because I can give you clutch shot after clutch shot, and you're just going to say, but scoring this many points in that many seconds is more impressive. Well, okay, then he has the greatest moment in NBA history. If you're going to do that, am I wrong? But am I wrong? What's more impressive than scoring 11 in 13 seconds? Hitting a shot to win a championship. Oh, hitting two or three points versus 11 in 13 seconds. I want you to go on record and say that is the greatest feat in NBA history then. Because that's what you're telling me. Fine. That is the single greatest feat in NBA history. You are a madman. Nobody has done anything like it since or before. It's the first of its kind. Go find me. Go find me another moment. I can't name that is anyone more scoring eleven points in thirteen seconds than eleven no, points I can in name thirteen feats. seconds. I can name feats that are better. I can name shots and moments name that are moment. better than that. LeBron's name block it. against Iguodala is a better moment than that. LeBron's is that more than eleven Orlando. points in thirteen see seconds? I mean? See what I mean? I can't say anything. I'm just asking. I can't. I'm just asking. Those, those moments, those plays are bigger in a bigger moment. Than that, but it doesn't. I'm not matter. asking about no the scope. One has I'm asking about points at the seconds, degree of difficulty. So I don't know what to tell you, and I'm I don't just know at- what to tell you. No one's done 11 points in 13 seconds, so clearly, then it must be the greatest moment in NBA history. That's what you're telling me. It's the no, there's a, there's another NBA moment history. that that you could put up there that you seem to ignore. That's also incredibly impressive. The shot. LeBron's overtime against Detroit, where he scored all twenty four points. Twenty four points. Yeah. He scored twenty nine of their last thirty one points, but he didn't do that in thirteen seconds, did he? No, but it's very impressive. Eleven and thirteen is very oh. difficult to beat, Michael. As a particular moment, like it doesn't matter the scope, the degree, what he did as a moment. Find me something more impressive than 11 points in 13 seconds. If I asked the greatest scorers in NBA history to get me 11 points in 13 seconds, you know what they would do to me? They'd laugh. They'd say, ha, can't be done. And then I'd show them Chase McGrady doing it. <laughs> and they'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it was impressive. It's 
pro- it's arguably the most impressive thing. Is it the most important thing? No. But go find me somebody who has a more impressive feat. You can't. And again, despite all of that, it is the only thing on this man's resume. If the only thing that's on his resume is something that can't be beat, sounds like it's pretty good. If if his no, nah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go in even deeper than that. If his only moment is 11 points in 13 seconds, that's not enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. There has to be more than that for him to be a Hall of Famer. He's just you know one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Where are the moments? You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. If if um if now I know where Mike is gonna go when I go here. Because this is his one argument he has against Jason McGrady. But you know, if if um if Kevin Durant doesn't win any championships, he'd be a Hall of Famer for his scoring. He would be. I'm sorry, it's thirteen and thirty-three. Equally as impressive. He would be, but we wouldn't look at him the same way. Would we? Look at him. We already look at him a certain way. So, inbound. Foul. Looks like he inbounded the ball. No, foul. And then what happens? Come on, Devin Brown. Six for six from the free throw line. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Made free throw. Look at that. Yes. Yes. It's all good. It's all good. Yes. Yes. Pop sits down. Oh, yeah, this one's over. This one's over. Swish. We ain't got to worry about nothing. See, Matt comes down. Good move. Good move. Pick. Suck my ass. Bang. Stay on your feet, Timmy. Yep. He He was on his feet, actually. Bit, got baited into a pump. Yeah, he, he he fell for that, Dylan. Stop. He fell for it. Don't matter. That's his fault. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's a great move. It's a great move. But and he definitely jumped, Dylan. I he was talking. No, on this, on this, on this, on um, that. Nah, yep, he did. Definitely yeah. jumped. Stay on your feet, Timmy. And what? <laughs> Look at him. He got that face. Look at everybody was already leaving. They they, they were in their cars listening to this on the radio. <laughs> this is one of the greatest moments in NBA history. The greatest moment in NBA history. Find me something more impressive. <laughs> Tim Duncan fist <laughs> kicking the ball all the way. Garden Garden Tony Parker T Mac. <laughs> Calling time what a young up. Tim Duncan. What a spry young gentleman. Falling apart at the seams. Can't even hold the ball. What They're doing all the right young things. Tim Duncan. Making, making their free throws. I don't see a brain freeze yet. I don't, yeah. It's, I already saw one. Timmy's foul is ridiculous. It was a pump fake. You guard the three. They had that time. They can't the hurt you. Stay on your feet, James. Stay on your feet. The game is close, Mike. 
They were up five, James. Six, actually. The game is close. That's two possessions. Now, the score is five. Look at Bruce Bowen. Talk about Look at Ginobili with hair. Dirty player. Is that uh, that looked like Buck? It looked like Coach Bud, right? Look at him, Moss, head top. That's a great shot. That's a great shot. That's a great shot. And Bruce, yeah, Branch, and Bruce Brown took away his landing space. Mm-hmm. Time out. Can't get the ball inbound. Advance the ball. Yeah. Nobody came to the ball. So you're right. But timeout. We got timeouts. We good. We good. Yeah, advance right the play. ball. Makes it makes it easier to inbound. You advance mm-hmm. the ball court. You guys got a two point lead, eleven point two to go. Still at this point, you just make your free throws. This game is over. One of them. Head top. Nah, I... Suck your mother, bang. That would have been a foul. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a foul. Oh, absolutely, it's a foul. The reach in right when he shot the ball up. Well, and look right where there, he, a, look where Tracy, foul. where Tracy lands too. Land around his foot. What are you doing? What are he you slipped. doing? What are we doing? Out of my face, and that's a foul. Bang. <laughs> Damn, what a moment. He is gonna he must have ripped them a new ass. <laughs> he was what I say, Pop walked away from the court like this. You you, you have a good one, coach. Go on, coach. <laughs> You wait till I get your asses in this locker room right now. Get your ass in the locker room. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh, you're right, Jay. That that calm. I'll talk to you later, coach. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it. Good game. (laughs) Good game, coach. Oh my God. Devin Brown. I stand you by. Get your ass in the locker room first. I, st- I stand by my my take there. Go find me something more impressive than that. That's just otherworldly. He had a, he had a couple really big shots. I I watch rewatching that. I always thought, even though Reggie Miller's a cheat, that his was better. But looking at that, Tracy hit two badass shots there. Yeah, three Reggie Miller's badass his, shots. His threes was actually so, kind of open. The Tim Duncan foul. Yeah. Tim Duncan, I mean, the t- the, I would he still had Tracy, to make that. I would expect Tracy to make that. Yeah, because there's a lot of body contact. He had to make yeah. that he, shot. He went under the arm to make that. He just tossed that up. And then you have the fading three on Bowen. And then the pull-up on Tony Parker and Bowen at mm. the end there. That's a, That's very impressive. Not many can do that. Or any yeah. can do that. Pull up Reggie Miller's, Dylan. Sure. That one, uh, to this day, how uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a damn good shot. Yeah, that's but stuff how right this there. how this ain't a foul, I will never yeah. 
everybody know how this right yeah, there is I not mean, a foul, Dylan. That is a foul. Now, what Mace is doing there, I don't know either. But he pushed Greg Anthony down. Like, he absolutely pushed him down. John Stark. And this also is on Pat Riley for not calling timeout. Because, like, did this dude just did this? And then Starks <laughs> came to the line, and them knees was click clacking, click, 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 clack, click, clack, click, clack, shaking. Dude, look at Pat trying to do everything, everything. Hey, Reggie don't miss free throws. Nope. You could put that on the board. Reggie don't miss no free throws. Nope. Once he takes that that wristband and go like this, and then like, this nigga fell again. Like <laughs> <laughs> fell again. Like, get up, Greg Anthony. What are you doing? Oh man, John Starks. You choked. put it on Starks, but Greg Anthony, what are you doing? Get up. <laughs> Wasn't that was um that was for Spike Lee? It was Spike Lee's fault. It was Spike Lee. Yep, fault. it was absolutely Spike Lee's fault. Spike oh. Lee got got a couple players fucked up. John I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you re- rewatching that Tracy McGrady uh, moment it got you changing a little bit. Like, as soon as John Starks retired, all he wore was suits. <laughs> yo, that's all you were after you retire. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm telling you. Mm-mm. I like that that moment gets more respect out of Mike now. <laughs> He's bringing it up. I, I know. I got. I got to because man, Mike said like, you know what? I don't remember those shots being as impressive as they actually were. <laughs> <laughs> tough shots. Tough. Tough shots. Tough shot, Hager. Tough shot, Tough shot maker. Dylan, I saw, I saw you laugh at my comment earlier when Mike was like, "But if this is my hall, he doesn't get in my hall of fame." I was like, "Your hall of fame doesn't exist." <laughs> so what are we doing then? What are we having this conversation for? What are we having this conversation for? We all know that he's gonna he get does in. It. But we it all does know it. he's gonna get in. So what are we having this argument for? Like, what are we doing in my Hall of Fame? <laughs> that doesn't exist. Mike, Mike was bad. <laughs> Mike was bad. He immediately said, "Then what are we doing?" <laughs> Hey man, listen. Get get Mike all hot and bothered, all riled up is is something else. <laughs> especially in the in the chat, because I can just see him like he sees the text, and he just goes. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't understand. What are we arguing then? Hey man. Why are we arguing if Tracy McGrady is all of him? If he's in all of him, I mean, we weren't really arguing. <laughs> you were just saying, like I could understand the argument of why he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. 
because he probably shouldn't be because of longevity. But the fact that he's in just shows how much of an impact he actually had on the game. Or the fact that the Basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest one to get into. That's, see, that's a Mike, I'm going to you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> what what lie did I just say? What lie did I just say? I hate that as a that's it, such a Is it the easiest one? Even if it is, even if it is, I think that it's a situational scapegoat um, comment to say because a lot of people run to that to try to, again, diminish another person's at home. You know, that's just, nah, man. Mm -mm. It's the easiest one to get into. That's all I said. But it doesn't mean the people who get in are deserving. Some are, some are. Like who? Don't say Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. With, but outside of Tracy McGrady, <laughs> who doesn't deserve to be in? I'd have to go look at some of the last few ones. Because I think, actually, the last few? Up, I'll look at the last few draft classes. I'll tell you who should and should be in there. I was going to say Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace absolutely I will throw a fucking fit. Ben Wallace absolutely If he were to say Ben Wallace, I've been arguing. I had, <laughs> I've been arguing for Ben Wallace for over a decade to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. <laughs> I will not. Uh, my, my old boss was like sitting here. He was like, Ben Wallace doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I was like, <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what do you mean Ben Wallace doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Tony Kukoc. Like, uh, international. Kukoc. It's not the uh, NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. I, uh, His Croatian career gets him in. Vladi uh, uh, and uh, International. Paul Westfall. Uh, as a coach? As a player. As a player? Oh, okay. Mochi. Well, no, Mochi. Don't you ass. talk shit about Mochi. Mochi's is bad. Uh, Dino. Dino Raja. More, more foreign people. Look at you being a xenophobe. What's crazy is. Uh, it Mike's is, just like, um... get these foreigners out of my Hall of Fame. <laughs> get these guys out of here. Is Arvidas Sabonis in there? Uh, I haven't yes. seen his name yet. He might be in. Arvidas Sabonis seen... got in, I think, in the late ninety or uh, early two thousands. Uh, I think Zelmo DT. I don't know who that is. Xenophobe. You can look that. You can look you're, that up. You're a xenophobe. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Spell and it off the note because he's typing. Z -E -F. Hold on, I'm looking at uh, Sabonis really quick. Holy yeah, shit. Jojo Whiteson. Yeah, bas basketball hall of fame. His accolades are ridiculous. Yeah, before, he, before he got to the NBA, it was insane. It was sickening. All right, hold on. What was his name? Zelmo Beatty. B E A T Y. Zelmo Beatty. American basketball player. That strike one. <laughs> He's an American <laughs> basketball player. Oh my god. He was born in 1939. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. 
Mike sounds like me disrespecting an era of basketball. Dylan, uh, look up, look up. Uh, I, a, I don't even. He's guess. an ABA Just, champion. He's an I, ABA I, playoff MVP. He's born in 1939. He's I'm, an, I'm done. Two-time he NBA All Star. George Mikan. Like, NBA All-Rookie First Team, three times ABA no All-Star, two times All-ABA Second Team, ABA All-Time Team. He has scored over 15,000 points. Oh, my God. He's averaged, averaged a double-double. He has almost 10,000 rebounds. Six foot nine out of Woodville, Texas. Oh, so he was a giant back in his day. He, he was, was a Chamberlain. He was the third pick overall to the St. Louis Hawks. Mm. He played on the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Means nothing. Means nothing. Please look up Louis Dampier because if this is who I think it is, Dampier, I'm done. All right. So, uh, who do you think Louis Dampier is? That bum from the the Mavericks. No. Uh, you, sir, would be incorrect. Okay. Louis Dampier was born. He is a white guy. Yeah, you're thinking about Dampier that played for the Mavericks. He was a black guy. Eric Dampier? Yeah. Eric? Yeah. Had to make sure. Had to make sure. That would be very wrong because Louis Dampier is a six foot tall white guy born in 1944. (laughs) My God. Uh, Another one. ABA champion. Seven-time ABA All-Star, four-time All-ABA Second Team, ABA All-Rookie Team, ABA All-Time Team, two-time consensus Second Team All-American in college. Oh, he got the same accolades um, as Dame, except for he got a championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Dame gets in <laughs> based off of a homeboy who played in 1967. Sabonis went, so went in in 2021. Uh, 2011, excuse me. 2011. Arvidas. Yeah, Arvidas Sabonis' uh, accolades are just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's yeah, read him off. He was international Shaq. All right. Oh, so, they had a couple of years that no players went in. FIBA World Cup, 1986. FIBA European League. 1995, three-time USSR League champion, Ring. two-time ACB League champion, Ring. L- LKL champion, Ring. Spanish Cup winner, Ring. FIBA's 50 greatest players, okay. 50 greatest Euro League contributors, six-times Euroscar Player of the Year, Ring. Mr. Europa Player of the Year, four-time Ring. Lithuanian Sportsman of the Year. <laughs> Uh, or here we go. Eurobasket MVP, FIBA European League Final Four MVP, Euro League Regular Season MVP. This is in 2004, mind you. Euro League Top 16 MVP, All Euro League First Team and uh, First Team 2004, two time Spanish League Finals MVP, two time Spanish League MVP, two time Spanish All Star Game MVP, two time Euro League Finals Top Scorer, NBA All Rookie Team, uh, reti- uh, number 11 retired. Uh, in Zagreb's Kaunas, FIBA European League rebounding leader, Euro League rebounding leader, Euro League blocking leader, Euro League PIR leader. Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ. Now let's go to the Olympics. Gold medal. 
bronze medal, bronze medal, gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal, gold medal, bronze medal, silver medal, gold medal. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's look at his son's accolades now in comparison. He's he's been he's improved year year over year. Two time NBA All Star. AP mm-hmm. honorable mention All American team. Second team academic all American. First team all WCC. Second team all WCC. WCC freshman of the year. He's got a long way to go and fill daddy shoes. He's halfway through his career already now. Oh. You, I, you walked away during that listing off of Arvita Sabonis' fucking <laughs> accolades. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, I knew he was filthy. I didn't understand how filthy he actually was <laughs> until, like, going through and reading this cvs receipt of accolades (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable um look up mark eaton mark eaton e-a-t-o i know i know who he is i didn't realize he was seven foot four holy shit yeah he is also somebody who has a resume on here Mm -hmm. Not not a long resume but NBA All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, three-time All-Defensive First Team, two-time All-Defensive Second Team, four-time Blocks Leader. And his jersey's retired. Mm-hmm. Utah? Yep. But he that's didn't play. Yeah, that's where it stops. He has a good defensive resume here, but like it was all well, he... in two years. He passed away. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. He spent eleven years in the NBA. So he he was done playing in ninety four. Um who else I could pull out the hat? Um Jan Mahimi. (laughs) Nothing. He will have nothing. (laughs) I think he has a ring. Who, Jan Mahimi? I think so. He was on the Mavs team, right? Yeah, I think so. I'll never forget some sports uh, somebody, I think it was someone at ESPN, he did a, he blocked somebody and they said something along the lines of Mecca like a high, Mecca yawn me. (laughs) 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 And I was just like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, NBA champion 2011. He made the D-League All-Star team in 2008. D-League, all all NBA D-League first team. In 2008, and French Cup winner in 2007. Mm. Wow. Look at that. French basketball. You know who you think? Oh, and he has a bronze medal in 2004 for the under-18 European, I mean, uh, Olympic team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? When we think of France players, no other French player pops up to mind than Tony fucking Parker. Greatest French player ever. 
happened to go Rudy. Lay goat. All right, here we go. Four-time NBA champion, finals MVP, six-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA second team, All-NBA third team, All-Rookie first team, number nine retired by the Spurs, FIBA Eurobasket MVP in 2013. Wow. Uh, Two-time FIBA Eurobasket top scorer, two-time Euro player of the year, two-time Euroscar award, Ooh, some champion of champions award two times LNB all-star LNB pro and mo- a most improved player pro and best young player, uh, four time LNB pro champion, two times French cup and French super cup winner as well. He scored over 19,000 points, 7,000 assists. He has a gold medal. He has a silver medal, two bronze medals and a gold medal under 18 team. Look at that. Mm. We stand Tony Parker. <laughs> Hall of Famer Tony Parker. Future Hall of Famer Tony Parker. Absolutely future Hall of Famer. Basketball Hall of Fame class. 2023. Oh, it's fucking. Yeah, Tony Parker's going in this year. Huh. Yeah, Dirk, Wade, Pow, and and Tony Parker. Dwayne. So all very much so deserving. Meanwhile, Chauncey Billups is still scratching and clawing, trying to get in. <laughs> all those years before Detroit was rough. Is Chauncey Billups a Hall of Famer? Uh, that's a good one. I, I, it's tough because he was injured that, a lot. And are and if he isn't, are we only saying because we know of like that O four team and how good he actually was, or based off of accolades? Because the accolades. There's a good amount of stuff here, but I don't think it's enough that would get him in. So we got NBA champion, finals MVP, five-time All-Star, All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, two-time All-NBA defensive second team, sportsmanship of the year, teammate of the year, retired by the Pistons, uh, consensus, consensus, second team All American, first team All t- t- Big Twelve, number four retired by the Colorado Buffaloes, a McDonald's All American, second team Parade All American, fourth team Parade All American, three times Mister Colorado Basketball. Ooh. He runs Denver. Two gold medals in FIBA play. Mm-mm-mm. FIBA or Olympic gold medals. That's where it's like, ah, now I don't know. But when you look at the numbers, he has over 15,000 points. So he's at 15 points per game on average, five assists, just under three rebounds. How many total assists does he have? 5,636. That's not really good enough. It's tough. 
That's tough. I'd lean no. I might lean no too. Now, let me see if this person has the accolades I think he has before I throw him out as one of our final ones. Then we'll wrap this bad boy up. <clears throat> no, he's still playing, so I can't do that one. Are you going to do Iggy? No. I was going to do Blake. Uh, I don't think Blake's a Hall of Famer. Six-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA Second Team, two-time All-NBA Third Team, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie First Team, Slam Dunk Contest. Uh, the reason why is because of the college accolades. National Player of the Year 2009, Consensus All-First Team All-American, NCAA Rebounding Leader, Big 12 Player of the Year, and then McDonald's All-American, Parade All-American. Being named National Player of the Year in college is a bigger deal than what... Uh, Chauncey has, but uh, we also don't really know the totals for career statistics for Senior Blake. Uh, what about Taylor Griffin? Is Taylor <laughs> Taylor's bum ass brother? I mean, Blake's bum ass brother, but Blake was already also on the cover of like NCAA 10. So, does he get in the Hall of Fame because of that? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> NCAA 10 was sick. It was. No names on the back of the jerseys. Nope, but Blake Griffin warming up in the fucking quad, just doing fucking dunks on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that walk by that man was a cheat code. You know what? I'll end on a, on a really good one because that one sucks. I hope this is as good as I think it is. All right. This guy will probably get in only because of his college career. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick for three? Bang. So he was inducted. He never won NCAA, right? No. Nope. Never won an NCAA championship. All right. So he was inducted into the Virginia High School Basketball Hall of Fame. Roanoke, Virginia. National College Player of the Year. Two times Rupp Trophy. Two time consensus. First time first team All American. Two time ACC Tournament MVP. Two time ACC Player of the Year. Two time first team All ACC. Second team All ACC. Third team All American NABC. Third team All ACC. Jersey retired, McDonald's All-American, Mr. Virginia Basketball. One of the greatest deep plays of all time. 12,000 points scored, which is more than I thought. <laughs> Mike, shut the hell up. Every time they got to the got to the big stage, he didn't perform and they lost. JJ was awesome at Duke. Yeah, but every time they got to the big stage, he didn't perform and they lost. James is... So salty. And JJ's got a great podcast, so put him in the hall. I, I listened to it today. Accolades. I listened to it. He was on the Knuckleheads podcast today. I listened to it. They lost Mike because he didn't show up in the big stage games. That is so, not true. The, that the is shit true. the fans was, would talk to JJ is fucking he said, hilarious. We lost, the, we lost in the NCAA championship because I had bad games. And if I have a that bad is game, a great competitor in him. 
putting the blame on himself. Uh, shut up. He said, if I have a bad game. Great leader. Yeah. If I have a James bad game. Bad. No, these are his words. If I, I have a bad game. why he said it. We lose. I had bad games in the NCAA championship. Great leader. You want to, you want to, here's my, my quick JJ Reddick story. Uh, and it has to do with uh, Coach Ron during senior league. Ron took me aside one day, or he used to do this a lot with me, and just pulled me aside. I was one of the kids on the other teams. He would pull aside and try to uh, tutor about certain things. And he would always try to change my jump shot. Always try to fucking change my jump shot. And I always get pissed because my shit was fucking wet. And he would always try to change it into this jump shot that he fucking had. And he was like, listen, all the great shooters like J.J. Redick, they, they jump high and they release to the top. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm, I'm not fucking A.J. Redick. I mean, J.J. Redick. And whenever we would sit there, he goes, no, you're not jumping high enough. You're, or you're not releasing the ball at the apex. J.J. Redick shoots like this. I'm like, Rod, why do I care about J.J. Redick shooting? Like, what are we doing here? I was like, my jump shot's fine right now. Well, we can fix this later. But right now, this is what I'm doing. And then he tried to, then he told me to come from my hip and one motion shoot. And I, I shot free throws like that. And I said, I went from trying to shoot like J.J. Redick to shooting like fucking Kevin Martin. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of when you did that. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, I'm pulling from my hip. One motion. I was like, okay, maybe you're teaching me wrong because I should be going this way. One motion. And you're telling me to go this way. I'm shooting like fucking Kevin Martin. Stop it. But yeah, he would he would he would try to change my jump shot, and then I'd be like, okay, I'd humor him, and then he'd have me he would let me run with his practice, and then he would be screaming, shoot like JJ Reddick. And Dylan would be like, nope. And I'd be like, nah, friend, <laughs> we're out here doing this. Splash. And then I'd make it and be like JJ Reddick. <laughs> yes, that's that is my my JJ Reddick story. Getting yelled at to shoot like JJ Reddick by Coach Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your dad would appreciate that story. He would. He would, actually. <laughs> he absolutely would. All right. We can move on. We can, I think we're ready. I, I would say I'm, I'm done. This will be a nice, smooth episode. You can, uh, shit, I can upload this tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do some. I'll do some. See if I have to edit anything. Put the the opening intro stuff, the outro stuff. See how the uh, sh- uh the screen share came out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't have to play the graphics since this will be an audio one. But yeah, like, share, subscribe. Uh, where are we? Follow us on all the platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your, your podcasts, we are there. Stitcher, we are we are there. Uh, yeah, and I'll let James give us our first solo. I don't have to do no thing. What? Nah, you need to do solo. We're right here, man. Uh, follow me on the socials. Twitter at Breezy5X. 
Follow me on Instagram at breezy underscore underscore B I L L Z. Uh, yeah, the chat for the pod has been interestingly busy <laughs> these last couple of days, especially from the last pod, has been a lot of arguments and a lot of debates. My bad. A lot and a lot of narratives. <laughs> But it's it's only gonna keep going up, man. Um, the year is just starting, and we got a lot to look forward to, man. And I'm really excited, and I hope the guys are excited. Shout out to the triple G, triple OGs, triple Bs chat. Shout out to my hopeful Knicks chat. Gotta get some of those guys on here, man. Definitely me, Flo. Flo has been been dying to get on here. By the way, Mike. Uh, uh, uh we can't we can't see it because this is an audio one. But mm-hmm. cap, cap, because yeah. <laughs> he absolutely could have been on here, rolled up on him in the barbershop. Nothing, excuses for days. Yeah, man. I think, um, I think it was because we had we. It was perfect timing to get him on here when the Knicks was on their big run, and then they lost, and he wanted to get on, but it was like, yo, we lost, and then we went on a losing streak, so it didn't make sense, but. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for the listeners and the viewerships and all of our supporters. Keep doing your thing. Underscore podcast, Poppy underscore on all social media platforms. Thank you to all the listeners. Appreciate all y'all. Appreciate the the viewership on the last pod going back to like what was normal uh, back when uh, we were getting this thing rolling. just putting love back in the pod seems to uh be working. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine. Uh, but yeah, shout out to all, to the boys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, sorry about uh blowing up your notifications <laughs> every day. <laughs> but hey, it's all in good fun. It's amazing I have the time throughout the day to do this. <laughs> it, it amazes me. I don't. I don't have a boss at work. So I get to just walk away and just go on my phone for a while. So it's fun times. But, yeah, appreciate all the listeners, all the people who watch, all the people who share. We uh, we work hard. Hard work pays off. We'll get there. Hard work does pay off. Uh, yes, I echo that sentiment. Uh, follow me. I am underscore MBJ on all the socials. Um, yeah, thanks to all the listeners watching called an audible tonight but i think this was a good audible uh we'll be back to yell at anthony in our next regular episode uh as well as get some more bad picks from anthony and update the nfl playoff bracket as we move along in these playoffs um we'll have some fun we before the show we uh did a test run of our our wheel of destruction i don't know what we're calling it but i like the wheel of destruction but the wheel is coming um the the wheel of pain wheel of pain is good (laughs) wheel of pain is very good um so yeah follow us we're gonna be flooding your social soon and yeah we're out of here it's late i'm tired we're gonna wrap this thing up R.I.P.J. Briscoe.
next, yes. next one. 